is as breath in your body, there is hope. Let us pray. Yes. Father God, we thank you. thank you. It's so much joy in your presence. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. And as I just stepped behind this sacred desk, I just felt so much joy and so much yes. peace yes. just being here in a symbol and being with you today. So thank you so much, dear Father. Now, Lord, as we, as we bring forth your message today, and I say we, uh, which is me, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, <laughs> we pray that we would have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive your word that's able to save our souls, cleanse and make us whole. Let your perfect will be done. Be glorified in the midst of us. May we be encouraged. May we be infused with more of you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. amen. I, I want to, let, let's go to, just to kind of start off, I'm going to go over a scripture and then I'm going to get into the, to, the, to the meat of what we'll be talking about today. So let's just quickly go over to the book of Colossians, the second chapter and the fifth verse, because what we're going to talk about today is what, what's happening in the world today. And that's one of the things that I know that God is relevant. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His Bible, the Bible never, you know, gets old or goes out of style. It's always applicable because there's nothing new under the sun. So we're going to look at today dealing with secondhand panic. Dealing with secondhand panic. And that's a real thing. But before we do that, I want us to just drive by Colossians, the second chapter and the fifth verse, because I believe that we, especially as the body of Christ, need to keep this in mind. And it says, reading from the New International Version, for though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So that's one of the things I just wanted to point out before we went any further, because we know we're dealing with a pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, uh, COVID-19, something that we've never yes. seen before. We've never, yes. you know, in all my years of living, never experienced anything like this before. And, uh, and so now we're called to do something that, uh, that, you know, quite frankly, is the opposite of what we are called to do in the Word of God and what we see in terms of coming together, uh, not forsaking the assembling together uh, of ourselves as the body of Christ. And, and then, you know, we love to hug. We love to, you know, greet each other in warmth and, and, and just, you know, come together gathering because that's what, you know, that's what we do in Christ, those of, those of us who are believers. And, and I believe that we are not to stop uh, doing that. I believe that we are to use wisdom and just realize that more so it's not about the physical. And, and we need to begin to tap more into being one in the spirit. 
because the apostle Paul, as he had churches everywhere, you know, he had to make sure that everything was running well. He was given a wisdom. He was given oversight. And so he said, though I'm absent from you in the body, I'm present in the spirit. We need to understand how real that is, how powerful that is. And because oftentimes we're together in the body, but we're not together in the spirit. Okay. And, and so, and so I believe that this is going to be a good opportunity for us in the body of Christ to begin to learn how to connect spiritually with one another because we're all spirits. That's who we are. We have a body. We live in a body and we have a soul. But when we realize that, then we understand that we need to spend. And you say, well, how do we connect in the spirit? Well, we connect in the spirit whenever we are tapped into the same flow. And that's the flow of the Holy Spirit. Yes. See, it's so amazing how the Holy Spirit, he, he, you know, he's, he's always speaking the truths of God to us. And it doesn't matter where you are on the continent. You may be somewhere in Japan. You may be somewhere in Africa or in China, in America. And, 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 and you're getting the same word, the same download is coming from heaven by the Spirit of God. And everyone is receiving it. I'll never forget the testimony that, that I heard uh, years ago of someone who, uh, who came to America but was living in Ethiopia. And it was, uh, it was uh, very Muslim, most, mostly majority Muslim country. And there were a few Christians, and the Christians were being persecuted, and they were not allowed to publicly assemble and what have you. So they had an underground church where they would actually meet maybe like 2 a.m. or what have you. And it, and it, it, and it was such, such an environment where they couldn't even write down and give papers or, or have a way of telling each other where to meet. So they relied on the Holy Spirit. And, and she said every night they would all end up in the same place. They would, because this Holy, come on, give God praise for that. The Holy Spirit would tell them where to meet. And so, so, so oftentimes, you know, we don't rely on that. I mean, to me, that's even better than the text, than the telephone, the smartphones, than the, than the Zooms and all of that that we do, the FaceTiming and all of that. If we, cause, cause really when we are connected in the spirit, Glory be to God. We can have whole conversations, and it's, and it's by the Spirit of God, and, and we're tapped in. So, so, so what we do is we tap into the Holy Spirit, and then we can begin to hear and communicate from that place. Amen? Amen. From the place of the, of the Spirit. And we can also do that through the Word. When we're all reading, I, I'll never forget how uh, uh, at, at one point, and we'll continue to do this because we're starting our fast, our 21-day fast tomorrow, and only God knew what everything that was going to be happening. But as we're fasting and getting ready for Resurrection Sunday and, uh, and, and, and doing fasting, one of the things that we do from time to time is we will all meditate on a particular scripture throughout the day or at certain times where we would all just meditate on that one scripture, whether it's Psalm, uh, uh, Psalm 23 or what have you. 
And, and, and I saw the power of that. And I all, I'm always amazed at the power of that. When we all are thinking the same thing, we're thinking the word of God and we're speaking the same thing. That's how we, that's, that's how we are connected in the spirit. So though we may be absent, we got to practice this, this social distancing to a certain degree. We got to pat, we got to practice that. And we got to be wise during this time, but we don't have to miss a beat. We don't have to miss out on anything because we're still one and we're still connected. Don't isolate yourself in the spirit. Don't isolate yourself. Stay in that place where you're connected in the spirit. You're connected in prayer. You're connected in the word. You're connected as one in in, in heart and mind as you pray for one another. And so that's one of the things that, that I just wanted to start off by saying. And then now I want to get into talking about how to deal with this second-hand panic that's going on. Because, you know, and, 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 and I want you to liken it. I want you to see what I'm talking about. Because we found out not too long ago in recent history how dangerous second-hand smoke is. We thought it was just the smoker. And, you know, well, at first there was denial that smoking even caused cancer or caused any harm, Okay. So, you know, we had to debunk that and then, you know, tobacco companies had to be taken taken to account and sued in court and all this and, you know, legislation, different things passed. So it's, 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 it's a known fact now and not denied that smoking is harmful for your health and we should not do it because it will kill you. Amen. Amen. But there was this thing that we did not realize in the midst of that is that you don't have to be a smoker to have the effects of the cigarettes affect your body. And so what they began to find is family and friends of those who were around the smoke ended up getting cancer, lung disease, emphysema, bronchitis, these different types of diseases, and they didn't smoke, never smoked a day in their life. Why? Because of the danger of secondhand smoke. And, and so what we have to realize, because I know as, as, a, as a child of God, I'm standing firmly rooted and grounded in the Lord, and I'm not afraid because God has not given me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. You know, I'm not foolish, but I have faith. Glory Amen. be to God. And so, and so, you know, so with that, sometimes I would believe, and sometimes we believe that we're immune to what's happening around and what's happening in the world. And sometimes if we are not aware, if we don't realize that we're not immune to this stuff because we're in the world but not of it. But just like that secondhand smoke, that secondhand panic can come upon us. It can come upon us. I'll never forget, like, it was about a week ago or so now, when everything just first started hit and then we, we get this, you know, we get this... Uh, uh, a national emergency now. It's a national emergency. And then we're getting all these texts and things about quarantines and things of that nature. I'll never forget the first time I went to the grocery store after that and how shocked I was by the, the atmosphere, just the atmosphere. Because, you know, I'm very sensitive in the spirit. Amen. We're to walk in the spirit and, you know, all of that. So a lot of things I can pick up on. And, and I was able to pick up very quickly when I walked in the store that there was a shifting in the atmosphere. 
And so, I, and, and at, at first it wasn't anything in the natural you couldn't really see. But as I began to walk the aisles and I began to look in the faces of people and then I began to see how people were interacting with each other and then I began to look at the shelves and I saw that they were empty, especially the toilet paper. What's up with this toilet paper? Everybody <laughs> is buying all the toilet paper. And, and, and Kwame, uh, my, my dear husband said that, that there was a truck found Full of toilet paper where someone had actually stolen it. So I don't know where they was taking it to sell it to whatever. But, it, you know, I said, after this is all over, we're going to call this the toilet paper epidemic. <laughs> because, you know, in Florida, we're used to hurricanes. And usually it's water. Water. Oh, all the water. The goals. You can't. Man, you look everywhere. There's no water. And, uh. And so, you know, so here's what we're seeing now is this toilet paper. I mean, everything could be in the store, but you go on the aisle of the paper goods. There's no toilet paper. Maybe some, a few paper towel, but no toilet paper. But, but I found myself. And then, you know, I found myself, you know, I, I'm a woman of God, a woman of faith. But, but it affected me. I got to be honest. It affected me. First of all, I was surprised. I was shocked. And then I began to say, well, am I missing something? Should I be, you know, and I began to think, how much toilet paper do we have? You know, <laughs> what is really going on here? So, so, so we are affected. We are affected. We are in the world, but not of the world. So, so we are part of it all. Dr. BJ, what do you think about the coronavirus pandemic? Dr. Ross, I believe there is hope for health. As we wash our hands, cough into our elbows, and practice social distancing, we can stop the spread of disease. Mothers in Crisis is spreading hope and help to those in need during April, the National Month of Hope. Find out how. Call 850-222-7705. And remember, there is hope for health. So I just want to take some time just to look in the scripture and give you three points. Three major points, major points on dealing with secondhand panic during this coronavirus pandemic. And it's very, it's all from the word of God. So let's go in there. Let's get into the word of God. Let's go first of all to the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the 25th through the 29th verse. And it says, see to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he is promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The word once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. And in verse 28, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So, so, so what do we see here? As we summarize it, we see that everything that can be shaken is being shaken right now we're in the midst of a not just the united states of america but the whole world 
in the midst of a crisis that is shaking the very foundations of what we know and who we are. We're being shaken. But what we also see here is that in the midst of that, God. God. In the midst of that, God. And, and, And what he's admonishing us is that as the shaking is going on, we are to hold on and we are to, we are to remember the things that cannot be shaken. So, so even though everything is being shaken, schools are closing down. You know, churches are even closing down, as I just said. You know, the world as we know it is no longer right now. No large gatherings. All the sports are, you know, they've, they're gone home. They've, they're closed down. No, none of the, the entertainment, the plays, the, the, the theater, movie theater, all of that. It's, it's all, no, don't go out. Social distancing. Wash your hands, you know. Uh, cough into your, your, your elbow or Kleenex, which we should have been doing anyway. You know, that's good common sense. These things are really good common sense. But that social distancing is being shaken. The economy is being shaken. Because now people can't go to restaurants. You can't go to bars. You, you can't, you know, so many places you cannot assemble. You can only go and pick up, take out. And, and, and so, so everything is being shaken. And so oftentimes, if everything is being shaken, we can sometimes forget to hold on to the things that cannot be shaken. Even as Christians, we wonder, well, what, what do I do now? What do I do now? Well, that's why I want us to look at this, how to deal with secondhand panic. Because you may not personally be panicking. You may, you may personally be standing strong. But nevertheless, you're going to be affected. Your family is being affected. You may have faith, but maybe your, your, your family doesn't have the level of faith you have. And so they're spinning out of control and fearful and, and, you know, and what have you. So, so you're going to need to know how to stand and how to stay in the right position so you can help others. You know, like they say, put the mask on yourself first. So then you can see how to help other people. And, and how in the world will we be able to help a world that is, that is being shaken right now if we're shaken too? If we don't have the answer. We have the answer, Jesus Christ. But how do you apply it if we don't have the answer? We're, we're just as afraid as everybody else. We're doing exactly what the world does. No, we cannot. We cannot because we know those things that remain. Amen. We know the things that remain. And that's what, we're going to, that's what I'm going to remind you of today. How to deal with that secondhand panic that is seeping in, that is affecting you financially, that's affecting you psychologically, and it's affecting you spiritually. Some people don't know what to do with themselves because they can't hug. I know some, some, some people whose whole ministry is, is a hug ministry. And, and so now they're told, nope, no, don't hug. And so they don't even know what to do with their hands. They don't know what to do. And the next thing you know, just unconsciously, they're still hugging. You know? And, and, and unfortunately, we really should, you know, go by the guidelines because you don't know what you're dealing with. And you, don't, you just really don't know. And, and it's, it's amazing how it's getting more and more. I was shaken, you know, to a certain extent uh, when I heard about a, a, a young DJ out of, out of Louisiana, uh, Black and Mal, uh, DJ Black and Mal, uh, 44 years old, who, who just died from coronavirus. 
and and he had posted he was posting his uh you know what was going on with him that's how it was it was so very well known but i, I mean that kind of hit home it's like because they've been saying certain populations and this and that and underlying diseases and you know older elder and then now we're seeing cases popping up everywhere everybody so so that's why you 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 are going to have to just modify, you know, be wise and ask the Lord to give you wisdom. But there's a shaking going on. Yes, yes. If I'm not mistaken, everything around is being shaken. Yes. So we're going to have to what? Hold on to those things that cannot be shaken. So let's let's look here. Let's get back in the word because there's three points I want to make before we wrap up today. And so in verse, let's go back to verse 27. It says the words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things so that what cannot be shaken may remain. What cannot be shaken may remain. So we're going to remove those. And, and listen, it's some things that need to be removed. And I'm going to tell you something. This, some mindsets need to, need to be shaken and, and some things need to be restructured, you know, because especially in the church. Because, because, because what we're seeing now is, you know, we've always been told bigger is better, mega, you know, all the people you can cram in and the more and, and get everybody in there. And that shows that God is with you and you have a, a thriving ministry. And, and then we're, we're faced with a situation where we got to learn how to break down in small groups. We got to learn how to, how to you know, minister, you know, this one-on-one Glory be to God. I mean, that whole mindset of realizing the value of, of another way, of another model, that, that, that perhaps God is, is, is allowing certain things to be shaken up. And, certain, and, and once this is all over with, we don't need to go back to business as usual. Because, because things, so that the things that can be removed, so we know that economically some things are, are being shaken. So, so, so what things cannot be shaken? Well, let's go to one of my favorite all-time scriptures in the entire Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And this is the basis. This is our foundational scripture, amen, for uh, the hope campaign that we are in the midst of. Because, listen, hope cannot be shaken. We're going to see that here. But we're going to see what else can't be shaken. But see, the thing about it is we may have we may have had to postpone an event, uh, but we did not postpone the National Month of Hope. Amen. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> the National Month of Hope continues. It goes on. And I'm going to tell you something else. What I realized as a hopeologist, mm -hmm. stars come out at night. So, so this, this is, hope is needed now more than ever. Yeah. Yes, last year we celebrated and we had this big celebration, but now this year is taking a more serious tone because, because things are being shaken, the world is going, growing dark. So where is the hope? The hope is the light that shines bright and shows the way. Amen? So now more than ever we need hope. And so hope, we'll see here, cannot be shaken. But let's, let's read this scripture here. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. These three remain. I wanted us to just actually look at it. I know I, I uh, quote it quite often, 
but I did want us to see it so you can see exactly where it is in the Bible and 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 just just meditate on that. Because 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 those three, everything that can be shaken is being shaken. But there's three things that cannot be shaken. They shall remain. They shall remain before, during, and after the coronavirus. They shall remain forever. So as, as saints of God, as the body of Christ, as disciples of Christ, we need to know those things that cannot be shaken. We need to grab hold of those things that cannot be shaken. And then we need to be able to help Share those things that cannot be shaken. Like we're saying for April, the National Month of Hope, let us spread hope and not disease. Let us spread these things. Let us give people things that they can hold on to so that they don't go and get, you know, blow their brains out. Because we know that's the truth. In many crises, you could read it from history, throughout history, when things go downhill, especially economically and crashing and everything, people will take a gun and shoot themselves. Because they're just hopeless or, or, or things begin to change. Some people can't handle change and everything is changing every day. Every day you're hearing something else. Every day something else is you can do or you can't do or, you know, every day is, is something. And some people change throws them, throws them in, in a tizzy. So what we can do is realize that God, okay, God is in the midst of us. God is a consuming fire. God didn't cause it, but God allowed it. Because everything is, is in, in his hands, in his control. He didn't send it. Glory be to God. But in the midst of it, we know that all things work together for the good of those that love God and those that have been called according to his purpose. Amen. Amen? Amen. So we're believing that God is going to use this. He's, he's using it for our good. He's working it together for our good. Amen. And how he's doing that is, is, is by reminding us and making sure that we stand on the things that cannot be shaken. So we're not shaken and we're not blown away uh, with, with, with what's happening in the world today. Amen? Amen. And then on the other side of it, that we can hear you know, that we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. What are you saying, Lord? We need to hear and we need to organize ourselves in such a way based upon what the Lord is saying and based upon what he has allowed to happen in our midst. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Laughter is the sound of hope and Mothers in Crisis is collecting nickels for tickles to spread hope to those in need. Mothers in Crisis Nickels for Tickles Hope Campaign by going to www.nickelsfortickles.com. And always remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is still hope. Yeah. Let's go to uh, back to Hebrews. We're going to spend the rest of the time uh, in Hebrews. Let's go back to Hebrews, the 13th chapter, because I'm going to give you the three points now. Uh, of, of dealing with secondhand panic. Number one is to stay safe in love. Stay safe in love. Because remember, the three things that cannot be shaken, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So the first thing we're going to look at is we're going to look at love and realizing that there's safety in love. So, I, I, you know, I broke it down. I said, keep safe. Keep safe. Okay, but when we say that as, as saints of God, as Christians, uh, the body of Christ, disciples, I have to say all that <laughs> so I can make sure I'm defining who I'm talking to here. 
Um, we need to know what, what does that mean? What does that mean to stay safe? What's, what makes stay safe for us is a little different than, 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 say, just someone who doesn't know. And then we can begin to help people to really get into that place of safety because love covers and there's safety in love. And love is a banner that God has placed over us. Amen? Amen. So, so when we're looking at this point, stay safe in love, from Hebrews 13, chapter the first verse, it says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing some, for by doing so, okay, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prisons as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Okay? So this really kind of sums it up here. It gives us a great picture of how to stay safe in love. First of all, keep on loving. Keep on loving your sisters and brothers. You know what I'm seeing now? You know, dealing with this secondhand panic. You're going to run into some people who are, who are, are, are mean, who are, who are just crazy out of their mind right now because they're fearful. They're not walking in, in faith and, and hope and love. They're, they're walking in fear. You know, I've, we've already seen some clips uh, on the television where people are fighting over, over toilet paper. Here we go again. Fighting over that toilet paper. And, and you know, and before it's all over with, we, we, you know, we know how it can get. Yes. Where, where people begin to shoot and, and kill one another based over things they're trying to buy. And, and because they're, they're operating in that place. And, and so what we must do, we must keep on loving Amen. our sisters yes. and brothers. Yes. We must keep on loving. We cannot, we, I saw that, 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 that one uh, uh, news, I think it was a news report uh, about, about a man on the subway who sprayed Lysol in the face of, of an Asian guy. Oh. And, and that is just, Jesus. that is so, so ignorant and hateful. Oh, Lord have mercy. And so, you know, we can't, we cannot begin because, because everybody wants to start looking at who's the enemy, who's the enemy. Well, the, the, let me tell you who the enemy is, who, who is the enemy, was the enemy, and will always be the enemy. And that's Satan, the devil. Yes. Amen. And we yes. fight, we fight not against flesh and blood, yes. but against powers, against yes. principalities, against the rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. We cannot begin to demonize people or yes. nations, yes. not even the president. Come on, people. Yes. <laughs> you know, we have to realize those of us who know. Yes. We we need we, we have to see beyond that and, and just and, and take authority in the spirit realm, okay, bind the hand of the enemy, yes. but we also need to make sure that we're exhibiting love. love. That we keep on loving. That that listen, you don't go in there and take all the products. Oh, I'm gonna buy all the toilet paper, you know. Cause see <laughs> it's toilet paper. No, you're gonna you you're gonna leave some, right? Because you, you, you want your brothers and sisters. You keep on loving your brothers and sisters. Yes. Amen? Yes. And, so, and, so, and so another thing we see here is the vulnerable. It mentions the, those in prison. Yes. And, and, Lord, we just continue to pray that yes. it doesn't hit those prisons. Yes. It doesn't hit those jails. Because imagine how they, they don't have the, 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 the luxury of social distancing. I mean, everybody is just there, okay? And, and they've done some reports on it. 
Uh, and, and so we're praying that it doesn't, that, that we don't have an outbreak in the prisons and the jails. But we have to remember those vulnerable populations and do what we can through prayer and whatever else we can do to make sure that they're taken care of, they're, they're, they're seen about. The nursing homes, our, our elders, the assisted living, all of those, we have to do our due diligence to make sure that those populations of people are okay. Yes. And that and and that and that we are we are looking out for them that we're not just somewhere holed up us for and no more making sure we're keeping our distance and you know and just you know streaming you know looking at different uh, ministers on television no no it these three shall remain love and so with, whenever we begin to 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 stay safe in love then we realize. That it's in the presence of God. You know why? Because God is love. So let's go to Psalm 91. The safest place that we can be is in the presence of God. So wherever we go and whatever we do, that's why it wasn't even a question whether we were coming here. Because I know that the safest place on earth is the presence of God. And, and so wherever we go and whatever we do, if we can practice the presence of God and begin to, to, to create an atmosphere of glory, then that's when the safety, God's glory, his rear guard, he, he, he covers us. He, he, he protects us. Amen. Yeah. He's, he even heals. So if there's sickness there, he heals. He, he's a healer. And so, and so when we say the safest place, when we say, when we say stay safe, in love, we're talking about his presence because God is love. Yeah. Now, let's see what happens in his presence. Now, we know this is one scripture that many people have been quoting and, and praying ever since uh, this coronavirus has, has, has been made known in Psalm 91. And we're going to just look at a couple of verses there. The first two verses, it says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And in verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. In Him will I trust. So, So when you get in God's presence, dwell in that secret place of the Most High, dwell in love, dwell in that, in under the shadow, the shadow of His wings, dwell in his love, then you're, you're safe. So that's what I mean. When I tell somebody, stay safe, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. When I'm talking, especially when I'm talking to a fellow believer, when I stay, say, say, stay safe, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the love of Christ. I'm talking about dwelling in the secret place. I'm talking about being in his presence and, and, and operating from that place of love. That's how you stay safe. Come on and give God praise. Amen. Amen. And so I want to read a couple more scriptures there from Psalm 91. The whole thing is one that we need to be praying now, especially now. But in verse 10 there, it says, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. 
Don't forget about the angels. <laughs> Don't forget that God has already given us protection. We have protection. Yes. And it's not the government. Yes. And, it's, and we pray for a cure. We pray for a cure. We pray for a vaccine. Yes. But listen, we also, and most importantly, we pray for the angels to protect us and protect our children and protect our families and our vulnerable people, protect our nation, protect our world. Yes. That the angels, that God would dispatch his angels to keep charge over us and keep us in all our ways. That this plague shall not come nigh our dwelling. Come on and give God praise if you believe that today. Hallelujah. And so, and so this, is what we, this is what we must stand on. This is the safest place, and we see it in his word. His love is expressed through his word. His, his protection comes from his word and through his word whenever we begin to read it and whenever we begin to speak it. That's what I mean when I say, say stay safe in love. And the, the other scripture that bears this out is right here in Psalm 91, verse 14 through 16. It says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. So when we stay safe in love, it goes both ways. It's God's love for us and it's our love for him. He said, because he has loved me, because you love me, I'm going to protect you. Because you love me, I'm going to keep you. Because you love me, I'm going to, you're not going to die. You shall live and not die. You're going to have long life. Come on and give God praise. Yeah. It's right there in the word. Amen. Yeah. And, when we, and when we stand on this word, which brings me to the second point. So the first point, the first point that we look at when we're talking about dealing with secondhand panic is to stay safe in love. And then the second point here is to what? Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Now, I said we were going to stay in Hebrews, so let's go back over to Hebrews because I believe that's where we're going to be from now on. So let's go to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. We'll start there first. Hebrews 10, and we'll look at 38 and 39. It says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Amen? Amen. So, so what do we see here? We have to keep the faith. Yeah. And so the just shall live by faith. So, so what happened to your faith? See, we have faith as long as everything is going fine. As long as no, there's no crises, there's, there's nothing happening to shake it. There's nothing being shaken. Then, oh, yes, I love the Lord. I trust you, Lord. I have faith in God. But then the moment something happened, oh, let me call the police. Oh, let me, let me call it. Oh, what is the government doing? Or, or where should I run and, and go? Not even realizing, where's your faith? Your faith is going out the window. Yes, yes. And, so, and so what does the Bible say here? It says... The just, are you righteous? Are you God's child? Mm -hmm. Then we shall live by it. We shall dwell in it. What? Faith. Faith in God. Faith in God. There's a, that's, a, that's that powerful force. These three shall remain. Love, 
hope, faith, hope, and love. We start off with love because it's the greatest, right? But faith, hope, and love. But see, faith is so powerful. We, is, we have to, at now more than ever, we have to fight the good fight of faith. Because the enemy is coming to steal our faith, coming to make us believe that all, you know, what is, is over and it is done and this is the end of the world. This is Armageddon and, you know, and, and, and this is, we're, we're all going to die. But where's your faith? Remember last week we talked, we talked about how Jesus told them, uh, believe, believe in, in, you believe in my father, believe also in me. In my father's house, there's many mansions. We talked about that. We talked about how, how God gave us that, that peace. So we've already talked about peace. That's something else that will remain as part of our inheritance. But, 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 but listen, faith will help you to stay focused. Because when you, when you stay, listen, you got to stay focused on the goal. What is the goal? Whatever that goal is, faith will keep you focused. Because fear will take you all over the place will take you everywhere and it'll get you off off the plan, off the beaten path. That's what this panic will do. And even secondhand panic. You may be, you may be have faith. You may be have peace. But you're around, you're looking at that all day long. You're putting it in your spirit. Every moment they're showing something else. Who else dying? This and that. And what's happening in Italy and all of this. And it's coming to America. Then they have all the pundits, all the experts that's talking about what, how is it going to be? What's going to happen? Which brings me to my third point. And that is hope. Amen. Amen. Imagine hope. So, and somebody should have gave God praise for that. As long as we've been talking about hope, come on, we could do better than that. Come on, imagine hope. <laughs> we've been talking about this for months now. <laughs> and now we see how it's fitting in. These three shall remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. How do we deal with secondhand panic? We stay safe in love. We keep the faith, and we imagine hope. Amen. Yes. Because, see, we, we've been, God has been equipping us. Yes. So that even in the midst, and I find myself doing this, that even in the midst of the forecast about how bad it's going to be and how many people are going to die, mm -hmm. then I begin to imagine hope. I imagine, no, God no. is going to come in. God's going to step in. There's going to be a cure. God is going to make a way. There's a vaccine coming. Yes. And yes. so I start tapping into that place, and I'm yes. imagining hope because hope will remain. Yes. All of this doom and gloom stuff, yes. you know. Yes. And, and listen, if you really listen to them, it's not facts. No. They're projecting. They're imagining this scenario. Yes. It's, there's nothing saying that has to happen. No. But because they're in a, in a position as an expert and then they're basing it upon what happened here and, and what did happen. And, and so this is what could happen and this is what we're looking at. And it's like, no, what I'm going to base it on is the word of God. Amen. And so what I see is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What I see yes. is what's impossible with man is possible with God. What I see is that God is a miracle worker and he's going to turn this thing around. If my people yes. who are called by my my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. That's what I see. Yes. 
And so based upon that projection, I imagine hope. I imagine this thing coming to an end. I imagine God, God, uh, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. I imagine this thing turning around because I know God is able. I have just as much uh, information to create this imagination of hope as they have. They have these facts. I have yes. the truth. Yes. They have what has happened. I have what's going to happen. Yes. Oh, yes. come on and give God yes. praise. Yes. Hallelujah. So, so, so now is the time, you guys, yes. to, to, to really, really, really put this into practice. And we see here, we, we right here in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews uh, 11 now, 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance. So, so this faith that we have to have is made up of this substance called hope. And so hope is the evidence of things. The evidence. So faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's made up of this hope. So this hope is so important that we are imagining hope and we're seeing God in our imagination, our holy imagination. We don't look at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Those eternal things, faith, hope, and love, those are the things that are not seen. But we can see them. We can see them through the eyes of faith and through our Holy Ghost imagination. Come on and give God praise. Amen. And in keeping with that, let's look here. Our last scripture here in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, we can see the importance of this hope now and how it works. And so Hebrews, the sixth chapter, the 18th and the 19th verse, it says, by thee, by, That by two immutable things in which it, it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth in into the that within the veil. You know what? I'm going to read this. Let's let's just just give me a moment here. I'm going to read this from the NIV uh, version here, Amen. and I believe that. Uh, it's going to be able to read a little bit more clearer for us to get this uh, get this understanding of what's being said here. So yeah. Hebrews, the sixth chapter, the 18th and the 19th verse, it said, God, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which is it impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. And in verse 19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Amen. 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 So we see here the hope is an anchor. And and the thing is, you know, that's so powerful about hope. Because hope, as I always say, is is the helium in your balloon of faith. It lifts you up from where you're down, right? But it also anchors you. So it lifts you up and anchors you higher. 
Oh, come on. I hope somebody didn't miss that. It, it lifts you up above your problems in the situation and then anchors you right there. Up above. Give God praise. Up above. So that's where the anchor, it holds you firm and steadfast. So that's what we're seeing today. And that's what I want you to really, really, really get in your spirit when we're talking about dealing with this secondhand. And, and to be honest with some of you guys, you know it's not secondhand, it's firsthand. Dr. BJ, what do you think about the coronavirus pandemic? Dr. Roz, I believe there is hope for health. As we wash our hands, cough into our elbows, and practice social distancing, we can stop the spread of disease. Mothers in Crisis is spreading hope and help to those in need during April, the National Month of Hope. Find out how. Call 850-222-7705. And remember, there is hope for health. Thank you, Lord God, that we, we have no reason to fear. That we can stay in this place of hope. We can stay in this place of faith. That, 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 that we can stay in this place of love. That it remains, no matter what is going on in this, in this world. No matter what is going on in the world today. No matter what is happening out there. That God Almighty has given us inside of us this ability, this eternal place he's given inside, he's placed it on the inside of us that we can stay in love, in your presence, stay safe in love, that we can keep the faith and we can imagine hope and that we can make it on the other side and we can even be like Harriet Tubman and help others along the way, not just because of religiosity and religious babbling and cliches, but, but from the, the firm substance of truth that remains forever, that cannot be shaken in the name of Jesus. And because we're walking in that place, we cannot be shaken. We will not be shaken. And we will be victorious. We'll make it on the other side. Come on and give God praise. Hallelujah. Everybody lift your hands before you, Lord. Just lift your hands up and just say, Lord God, help me to stay in you, Jesus Christ, who is love, and stay safe in your presence. Lord God, help me to keep the faith. Don't let my faith be shaken. Help me to walk by faith and live by faith. And Lord God, help me to imagine hope for hope to be my anchor that I will not give up hope and I will trust you in the midst of everything in Jesus name amen 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 come on and give him praise hallelujah hallelujah give God glory and we just pray a special prayer for everybody I release God's anointing and God's power upon you today there's no distance in prayer. So we release the Spirit of God to go home with you today, to be upon you, to cover you, to keep you, to strengthen you, that your faith will not fail you, to heal you, to touch your body, to touch your mind, to heal your heart, to heal your, your emotions, to, to give you, to let you be that light in the midst of the darkness. 
and that you will stand no matter what in Jesus' name. How many of you all received that today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and give him praise one more time. Thank you, Lord. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope.